Welcome to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. Camp Radio, discussing trends and issues that will encourage ministries and churches in their efforts to impact people for Christ. To learn more about TN Baptist Camps, visit us at tnbaptistcamps.org. Now, today's Camp Radio. I'd like to thank you for joining us. My name is Kevin Pearson, and I will be your host. Today, we'll be discussing how youth and family ministry impacts the local church. We have with us today Sean Musgrove. He is the family pastor at New Market Baptist Church in New Market, Tennessee. Sean, thank you for being with us today. Thank you very much for having me. It's an honor. Well, Sean, tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I am married to Sarah, my wonderful wife. Uh, this year will be eight years, and uh, she is a nurse midwife with UT Medical in Knoxville. And we have one child, uh, our uh, awesome son Clark, just turned two uh, this month in February. Oh, awesome! You've been at uh, New Market Baptist for how many years? Uh, we are just under a year. We started May uh, of last year in 2018, so haven't been there qu- almost nine months, but we're uh, almost closing in on a year now. And you've uh, served in several other states, right? Uh, right. So um, I've served in Texas. I was there for a few years as a youth pastor. Also served in collegiate ministry in Florida, and then of course now um, now here in Tennessee. So officially on staff since 2013. Um, but been volunteering in churches uh, since uh, 2008. Well, now, I'm excited about you being here because you possibly could bring a different perspective. Here you've been in East Tennessee for about a year, and so you've served in Texas and Florida. And and so let's kind of start off with just what you think some trends that are going on in youth ministry. And with that perspective of coming from other states, what are you seeing that's trending? Yeah, so there's definitely, uh, as far as some some differences there, uh, Tennessee is certainly in the Bible Belt. A lot of churches here, uh, a lot of kids that have grown up in church, their parents are present, they're here. And um, it's a little bit different in Texas, for example. There were a lot of students that um, both parents weren't involved uh, sometimes. Sometimes only one parent was involved. And so there's a, there's a huge difference there. And a lot of those kids didn't necessarily, you know, didn't grow up in church or have all that Bible knowledge per se. And so there's different uh, approaches there where you have these kids that have grown up in church and it's and it's kind of mechanical sometimes going through the motions and, and it's hard to kind of build up passion there. And then maybe in ministry in uh, Texas, for example, you know, they're, they're passionate, but they also, um, you know, want to, they have this sort of need to learn and you have to teach them that as well. But as, as far as uh, some similarities, uh, challenges in ministry from state to state, um, there's definitely uh, sports are huge. I've noticed in Tennessee and Texas, 4-H livestock and things that they're interested in. Right. And um, each area you go to, it's a mission field. You need to be able mm-hmm. to assimilate to the community and the culture. Um, some churches, um, you're going to have a lot of people from different backgrounds, uh, different ethnicities, uh, different incomes. Um, and I've definitely seen some similarities between uh, those states. But each each uh, church certainly brings in you know those those challenges. But as far as trends, I would say that uh, things are uh, are very similar. You know, we definitely have a lot of uh, a lot of distractions, a lot of things that we have to sort of fight against and and uh, try to uh, reach students in that way. So I'd say um, things are similar in that respect. Yeah. Now, do you see that the that youth in other states are facing and struggling with the same issues? Uh, I, I would say so. They're certainly uh, you know facing the same. You know, today's culture. It's uh, much more prevalent with certainly with social media and the presence there with, uh, 
you know, with uh, bullying and the different issues that, that, that kids are dealing with. And so they're, they're, they're dealing with those issues, but they're also dealing with the same kinds of things with, uh, with sports and distractions. I mean, in 2019, there's more distractions than ever mm-hmm. um, with, uh, with social media, um, with relationships, with sports and things like that. And so the, there's, the, those hurdles are still there, mm-hmm. um, I've noticed, um, in, in each of the states I've served in. Those are some of the same hurdles. Yeah. So what are you, what are your, your challenges? You, you had the same challenges. What are you trying to do to help impact those youth and meet those needs in spite of these challenges? Um, well, you definitely want to uh, you definitely want to be involved. There's a line that you have to toe. You want to show those kids that you're passionate about what they're passionate about. Plugging into the schools, going to the sporting events and different events that they're involved in, and uh, saying, you know, hey, I'm here to serve, and I want to I want to be passionate about what you're passionate about, and be involved in your life, and love and care about you. But Christ is what's most important, mm-hmm. and so you wanna you wanna be involved and, and do that and show them that's important. But you also want to come alongside them and show them, you know, how important Jesus is and and also how they can be a witness for him and the things that they are involved in in school. And I, and I try to I, tr- I try to show them that that regardless of what your passions are and what you're involved in, use those opportunities to reach the other students because they're going to be able to do that in a way that I couldn't. Um, they're in the classrooms, they're in the locker rooms, they're on the trips in right. ways that we, we couldn't be. And so um, I try to kind of show them a way that that meshes together, mm-hmm. that their passions are not more important than their love for Christ and their mission for Him. And what's most important is that, we, that we're serving and pursuing Him. Right. We were talking off the air a little bit about what you've been teaching your youth about the importance of family. Now share with us a little bit about that. Yeah, so one of the things I mentioned, and uh, one of the things I, through through the Lord's power, I, I want to remedy is um, we need to see strong families because ministry starts in the home and that spills over into the church. And I mentioned to our students, you know, we were talking about this last night in First Timothy chapter two um, about how society is trying to tear down gender role and a man's responsibility to be the leader in his home. And we were talking about. Uh, specifically women in church having the roles of ministers and pastors. And I spoke specifically to them that one of the things Paul was concerned about was uh, family breakdown. Mm. And if mom is the senior pastor, for example, and dad is the leader in the home, that can be a little confusing. Mm. Um, we need to see families that are strong in the in the gender role that, that God has given us, that men are leaders in the home and leaders in the church and set that example. It's, it's important that families are worshiping together, families are studying the Bible and the Word of God together, and because that is what's going to build a strong church that is pursuing the kingdom. And so family life's important, and I want to come alongside families to be able to do that. Yeah, and, and the school's not helping us at all with these this confusion that they uh, that, that, that kids are facing today of where the roles of uh, a man and woman are and how they should be in the family. And so it's all confusing. It all kind of becomes meshed together. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's an important aspect that the, the kids need to know, need to right. understand. Yeah. Well, now tell me what's been, what you have going on that's very successful, seems to be pretty successful. I feel that God's definitely gifted me in the area of uh, being able to connect with students. I think building relationships is foundational to your ministry. You need to be able to uh, build relationships with, with your uh, students and with parents and, uh, and connect with them. 
and uh, teaching and preaching um, is, is certainly an area that uh, that thankfully God's gifted me in, and and being able to communicate effectively with them and get them passionate about about doing ministry. And I, and I feel like the students are are coming along with that. Um, you have to sort of, I guess, for lack of a better term, get them to buy into what you're doing. Right. And um, and I, and I feel that they are, and that's something that we're we're doing that's successful with our our Wednesday night services and trying to get the students also to see. The, uh, the trips and the things that we plan, the conferences, the camps, the things that we're doing, to use those as ministry opportunities and to invite uh, other students to be a part of that. And um, so I definitely feel like the Lord's moving in those areas in our ministry. Now, Newmarket is a, a small area, small yes. little town. You have, what, one traffic light? Uh, right, and our church is right beside it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, but your community reaches out pretty far, I it guess. Does. Yes. And so, how does that small community does that impact your the ability to to build those relationships a little easier or harder? Um, I, I mean, I'm I'm from a small community, so thankfully, um, you know, God's had me in big cities like Fort Worth, Texas, and I grew up in a small city, you know, from a, a small town in uh, the Florida Panhandle, 500 people. So, New Market's no different uh, in that respect. Um, we have, um, I would say, in Texas and Florida, surprisingly, those churches were about 300 people. Mm-hmm. And for the size church, we have a good group of students, about 40 students, uh, 40 to 45 students on a Wednesday. Yeah. And uh, certainly uh, our church provides a good opportunity to connect with them in that way. Now, I would say the schools are a little bit more difficult here in Tennessee to be able to connect. Um, in Texas, I was free to go in at lunch and different activities, whereas right. Tennessee is a little more restrictive in that respect. Mm-hmm. But as far as the small town aspect, it can be. Uh, they're a little more spread out. Uh, it's decept- New Market, I've, I've told people, is um, deceptively big. Yeah. Um, even though it is a small town, there's a lot of land area. And so sometimes it can be a little bit more difficult to connect because of that or also because kids live in different areas like Jefferson City and other surrounding towns. So you want to be able to use the schools, but when you can't, you need to be able to make those home visits, which we have. But yeah, it can make it a little bit more difficult um, when people are more spread out to be able to connect and give students the time that they need. So what's your biggest struggle that you face trying to do your ministry? There's there's a couple um, kind of relating to what I just mentioned as far as time, mm-hmm. giving students. I mean, you've got, first of all, even if they did live close, there's a lot of students. And to be able to give them that amount of time that they need to counsel with them the things that they're going through and just to talk with them and just build those relationships, right. it's it's difficult. My wife and I both work full time. We have, we have a child. And so even so, it's it's that's even more so harder to, to connect. And I would also say, too, it's, um, you know, I mentioned earlier about getting them to buy in and be just as passionate about pursuing Christ as they are about other things. You know, Wednesday night, they they have choices. They could be somewhere else. Hopefully we want them to be with us. And so you're trying to to get them to see how exciting it is to be at church, to be with God's people, to pursue Him, to be in the Word. And uh, sometimes that can be a little bit of a challenge, sort of fighting against those other distractions. And, and also um, we have parents that are definitely involved, that are there, that are present, um, but we have some that aren't. And so, it, like I said, uh, if the parents aren't seeing it as important, uh, the kids are not going to see it as important. And so that's why the family um, aspect of it is so important that we get the entire uh, family unit to buy in and, and to hopefully be taking what they're learning at church into the home, studying the yeah. Word of God and worshiping together. Yeah. We talk about a lot within uh, the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board about the importance of uh, ministers, including those who uh, work for the convention and ministers across the state. The importance of them guarding themselves, spending time with the Lord. I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, but mm-hmm. but what do you do that you try to to protect yourself? 
from, uh, you know, what Satan throws at you because he wants to defeat you like every other minister mm -hmm. to keep you from doing the work that he has for you. And so what do you kind of put in place to help to, to continue to grow closer to him mm -hmm. and to add that protection? Yeah, no, that, that's a great point. Um, I think one of the most important things that we need to do as ministers is, uh, is to bathe ourselves, our ministries, our family in prayer. I think that's an easy thing that can take uh, uh, you know a spot on the back burner and because you know and, and they mentioned this in seminary too a lot of times people are like okay I'm in class I'm studying the word and I'm in the word all the time but they're like don't let this be your time in the word you need to have that private time in the word and that can happen sometimes in ministry as well right. we're in the word and we're preparing our lessons and doing Sunday school and all those things but but we need to take time to set aside time personally for that time in the Word, practice what we preach. Uh, ben Stewart, who works for Passion City Church, he did a, a breakout session uh, when I was in Texas, went to the SBTC convention, and, and he said, we're very good as ministers about preaching about things that we're not necessarily doing ourselves. Yeah. And, and that's true. We, we can get bogged down just like anybody else. And uh, you know, just because we're ministers doesn't mean our time isn't cut short by things or we're, we're overloaded. And so, um, so for me personally, you know, I'm taking time to to be in the Word, to to pray and protect myself, um, like you said, because um, those are the things that are foundational to our ministry. And I think it, we're we're certainly open for attack from the enemy if we're not doing what we're preaching, spending time in the Word and, and praying uh, for for our uh, for ourselves, our family, and our ministry. Yeah, and we really have to. Uh, accountability is always a great thing. We, yeah, we really need we really need to pray for our fellow pastors and yes. ministers because of all the things that they face and we hear it on the news all the time and not saying that we're that ministers are not human and they're not sinful people uh, but there is a certain level of responsibility uh, that God has given us so so we have to work even harder uh, at it. And of course, Satan is looking for more opportunities to yeah. defeat us in some way. So talk to me a little bit about, I know uh, you had mentioned briefly about uh, that you were involved in, uh, have some sort of camp connection that you used to do, uh, at least take your youth to camp and, and people you've been involved in. Tell me a little bit more about that. In Texas and uh, in Tennessee as well. Uh, so we connected with Student Life Camp in, in Texas and did uh, some, what was called Urban Serve. And they're, they're, it's it's like the mission camp, but it's a little bit more intensive. And we got to go to Houston um, a couple times to the University of Houston and minister to that city. And, and I learned uh, that it's the most diverse city in the country. Mm. Uh, I didn't realize that, but they have the most um, ethnicity, the most diverse ethnicity backgrounds there. And uh, we got to go and, and do some backyard Bible clubs and do some uh, food banks and things like that and different ministries and, uh, and minister at camp and do that as well. Since I've been here, that student life is real big with, uh, with New Market right. as well. And certainly we want those mission opportunities, but taking your kids to a camp that's a, several hours away and, and disconnecting them from you know, the, the social media and the friends and different distractions that's, uh, you know, that are going on is a, is a very valuable time to be able to serve together. It helps you to bond with them as your youth pastor, helps you to bond with your, with your chaperones, with your parents that you're serving alongside of. It's, it's very valuable time to be able to, to do that. And, uh, and the students are, are bonding with each other. And, and one tip that I would, that I would give out that I've learned over the years is, is try your best to put students with other students that they don't normally hang out with hmm. um, because it's easy for, you, you know, students in your ministry to kind of stick with those cliques and those relationships that they're comfortable with right. and not branch out because unity is, unity is very important uh, in the ministry amongst, obviously there's, there's different aspects, but amongst your students, you and your students, you and your parents, I mean, 
unity is very, very important in, in the youth ministry as well as in the church uh, at large. But but yeah, we've enjoyed working with uh, with Student Life. I feel like they do a really great job and, and give us some really great opportunities to do ministry and to share the gospel You know, wherever we're serving with them. So obviously you see impact. If you take a group of people from your church, youth, adults, whatever it may be, into somewhere else overnight, especially, mm-hmm. it does make a, give them an impact. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. And and you've seen probably the lives changed. Yes. That. Well, uh, now tell me a little bit more about uh, in, in when you're planning these activities, you know, it might be just a mission trip or a camp setting. Mm-hmm. Well, what's some difficulties that you, that you have found in trying to organize those type of activities? Um, well, there's, there's certainly a lot of things that, that go in uh, to, to planning these events. And sometimes it can be uh, a little difficult to to get chaperones, and which is understandable. Because, and then that's one of the things that we need to that, that I've learned, um, and I've had to certainly show more grace. Is you know I'm I'm blessed to be doing this full time, but there are other people that you're serving with that have full time jobs, they have kids, and they have a lot of things going on. And so you know if you're asking them to go to camp, for example, that's a week. You know they're giving up probably some vacation time, mm-hmm. they're giving up their personal time, and they're coming with you. And so. That's something that should be, you know, highly uh, appreciated, but also understood that there's going to be some difficulty in maybe getting some people to commit to that. And also, if you're planning a Disciple Now conference, you know, maybe a weekend conference with your church, uh, specifically with Disciple Now, you need host homes. Mm-hmm. And uh, understandably, sometimes it's a little difficult to want to open up your home to a big, right. a big group of kids. Um, you have to get volunteers to teach those breakout sessions, and it's uh, it's a lot of a lot of work. And so sometimes it's hard to get those volunteers. Um, and you don't want to wear out your core group of people. You're going to have people that are like, Hey, you know, you can use me for, for anything. You know, I'll be a chaperone. I'll be a volunteer, but I don't want to burn them out. Hopefully I can get more and more people to, to buy in. you know, if you've got 40 kids in your ministry, for example, like we, like we're blessed to have, that's a lot of parents. Mm -hmm. And so we should have a lot of chaperones to choose from. And, And so I think that's, um, that's an opportunity to try to include some people that might not be as invested in the ministry. Um, but that certainly can be a difficulty. And, and I would say also, I, I really encourage students to use anything that we're doing, be it a camp, a conference, or just an outing, like we're going bowling or something like that. Use that as a, any of those as a ministry opportunity mm-hmm. to invite someone that might not know Christ. They're not in church. Um, they're not comfortable coming to church, but they'd be comfortable going to an event like that. And hopefully that can be a bridge and we can plug them in just like you would use a vacation Bible school and children's ministry. Hopefully that's a bridge to connect families to the church. And I encourage students to do that. But sometimes you don't see the fruit from that. You know, you'd you'd love, I mean, and they are inviting people, but if all of us were inviting people um, to our services and to our events, um, you'd you'd hope to see more. And so that's something, something that you know, I'm, I'm praying about and just trying to encourage them a little bit more about us to just, uh, you know, try to be inclusive and invite people that aren't normally part of our group. Right. If you can tell me one thing mm. that you think would be, it's the most important thing in taking care of volunteers, what would that be? The most important, I mean, there's a couple, but if I had to say the most important thing is showing them that you appreciate your volunteers, mm. um, trying to, uh, certainly the ones that are serving alongside with you and teaching um, trying to, to pour into them and help them to be better teachers. We all can improve um, and use that seminary education and that experience um, that some of, you know, that, or if you don't even, if you haven't been to seminary, it doesn't matter. Use your experience and your education to try to help them to be better. Show that you're appreciative uh, of them. And, and like I said, uh, you know, try not to, 
and try not to burn out that core group, right. you know, give them a little bit of rest and try to use some other people. Um, that's difficult sometimes. Sometimes you have to lean hard on your core people. Um, but we, we, we certainly want to try our best to, to not burn them out and just, uh, but yeah, like I said, I, I think the most important thing is to show them that we appreciate, um, their service and, and, uh, we value them. Yeah. And, and I'm sure them being involved in a ministry, especially like a youth ministry, they are getting some sort of impact as well. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're being impacted just like we are in ministry. They, they want to see these kids come to faith in Christ. Um, they want to see them grow and, and, and they're being impacted by that. And, and hopefully anytime that we're going to an event or a camp, my, my heart and mind's open. I want theirs to be open. Even though this is for the students, I want you to use this as an opportunity for you to unplug and be impacted and to grow right alongside, right alongside of us. But yeah, absolutely. I feel that you know, they're being impacted by, you know, being used and utilized um, for their roles as teachers and as uh, as servants in the ministry. Right. Well, Sean, thank you for sharing with us how your passion for family ministry impacts the youth in your church. I really appreciate you coming out. Also, thank you for listening today to our podcast. I would love to hear from you. Uh, if you have any questions for Sean or what we do at TM Baptist Camps, please send an, uh, us an email at ccinfo at tmbaptist.org. Until next time, I hope that you will look for opportunities to start a conversation about Christ with someone you know. Thanks for listening to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. This and other episodes can be downloaded from tnbaptistcamps.org. The ministries of Carson Springs and Linden Valley are supported through the cooperative program and gifts received through the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions. For more information, visit tnbaptistcamps.org.